When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Blue Kool-Aid Drinkers, Big Z here on the podcast. We are going to be talking about that wild, wild 30-27 to 27 victory the Lions had over the Redskins, breaking that long home losing streak um, in the most Lions way possible, blowing a massive 21-point lead and coming back with a Matt Prater field goal. He actually made it this time. He, 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 uh, he stopped him in the clutch. But regardless, so we got some of the Blue Kool-Aid crew. We're going to be breaking down this win. Did it save Matt Prater's job? Probably not. We'll discuss all that and more. So sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid, and enjoy the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Stafford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl champs. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back recording on November 16th. So the Monday after the Lions victory over the Washington Redskins, Ooh. moving them to four and five uh, with a 30 to 27 victory of the Washington Redskins. And more importantly, breaking that long ass home yeah. losing streak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. In dramatic fashion, uh, but let's let's talk about that. <laughs> Why did this game come to this dramatic oh, fashion, where we had to rely on Matt Steph, uh, Matt Prater's incredible leg yet again, <laughs> and he actually stepped up. So cr- kudos to Matt Prater; he had the best game of his season by a yeah. wide margin. Um, stepping up when he's yeah. been struggling all year. That thing would have been good from seventy yards. I'm pretty sure he hit the. <laughs> Like the he lower middle it. part of the net still. Yeah, that's a great kick. Right? Unbel- unbelievable. Um, honestly, I think it's adjustments. Like, I think that seems to be where we, like, we, we have strong first half of games. And then the second half, our defense suddenly can't stop them for three straight drives in a row. But it doesn't help that the offense comes out and goes three and out for, like, three in a row. So, it's like, 
our team basically just shells up and becomes inept for stretches of the second I think half it's of sort every of, game. It seems. <clears throat> I think it's by design, I actually. Why. I think Patricia, when he gets a lead like that, he thinks he can just work the clock and we'll run some conservative stuff and plot out a few first downs. And we, the problem is we're not getting the first down. We're getting three and outs, and the other team's get a chance to come back. And uh, it's it's like you take your foot off the gas a little mm-hmm. bit. And, all right, we, we don't have to, you know – it's it's frustrating. Exactly. It's so frustrating. We we're dominating that yes. game. It should have not even been close at the end. Yep. With, se- with no. seven minutes left in the third quarter, we had a twenty-four to three lead. Then the uh, the the Redskins came down. Or I'm so- I keep saying the Redskins. I'm sorry. The Washington Football Team. <laughs> you don't have to apologize to me. <laughs> the the Washington Football Team. Uh, Came down and scored in 11 plays, so they went on their own six-minute drive. Then we had a three-and-out immediately. The, the Washington football team, again, comes down in 11 plays, a five-minute drive, and scores and make it a one-score game. And then do you have any doubt where those trending after at, at that None. point? <laughs> our our offense comes out again um, and loses six yards and then punts it back. And then uh, the, the Washington, uh, they, they score in, in six plays only. <clears throat> at, at that point, it was just like, the defense is just like kind of out there to make a tackle after 20 yeah. yards. Uh, it's just a, yeah, just make it a little harder. I'll like give it to them for free. It, it's, it, it's just amazing how that, that, that keeps happening with uh, this team in the second half. This, why, why are they so different? I, it's just the same. It's because dagger, dagger time. We should have never been put in that position, down. but. When the Redskins scored, I would say the Washington football team scored, and there were 16 seconds left on the clock, I did say, hey, Stafford's playing, man. 16 seconds? No problem. <laughs> and he did no it problem. again. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, and uh, luckily Detroit had all three of their timeouts, so they got a 10-yard pass um, to Cephas, and then they call timeouts. Stafford throws again to Cephas on a bomb. It looked like a walk-off touchdown potentially. Cephas kind of, um, yeah, he, he, he stopped running. He tried to do like this Willie Mays type catch, and he sl- I think he slowed down a little bit because th- if you watch the replay, it looks like a well thrown ball by Stafford. Um, at least die for it. Uh, it was a kind I, of an I, odd attempt like was, by Cephas. It looked like he was priming to get like nailed by a deep safety or something. It looked like he was hearing footsteps. That's what it looked like. Like he pulled his arms into his body to protect himself. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. it was, but it looks like if he laid out, he might have caught it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Lions get a call in their favor that was huge, a 15-yard roughing the passer by Chase Young. Um, got him in mm. midfield, then a nice nine-yard pass to Marvin Jones, which I'm, I'm surprised the the Washington wasn't more pressed up. Like you, You'd think uh, they'd expect a quick pass because they know Matt Brady's I wonder Brady's if Quinn knew. Uh, but know, that was a nice game. If we had picked right. Chase Young in the draft uh, – he would not have made that penalty at that time, and we might have <laughs> lost the game. Think about it. That that was all Bob. That was all oh, Bob wow, Quinn's yeah. thinking. That wow. this is his master plan. DJ. So wow. <laughs> like it comes out in a documentary. Like this was all foreseen for this one play. <laughs> that when we didn't <laughs> pass on the chance to trade up for him. Yeah. Um. So. The, but then Matt Prater makes that field goal, and all you know, winning winning cures all, as they say. <laughs> in a, in a few years, we'll hear like him talking about it, like the same way Patricia talks about that play at the end of the 
the pick, you know, the, the manufactured holding call. We this was by design. Yeah. It is frustrating, though. I'm sorry <clears throat> that that we have to win games like that. It and is. I think that comes down to their was coaching. It? They think they can control the clock, and they can't. They have no control over the clock whatsoever. We should have been pedal to the metal, trying to score as many points as we could have. We I know we won. Why do I feel so frustrated after a win? I hate that. <laughs> uh, drink some Kool Aid, uh, UJ. Drink too much this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it does show. I mean, it, it does show their inability to to put away teams, good or bad, like. It's not saying they can't pull out a win, but they should. They're pulling out wins when they should be, you know, just walking away with them. Yeah, I mean, and quarter. you can look at a team like the Steelers this weekend, who played the Bengals, uh, got up early, a similar type lead, and put that team away. They they didn't uh, they didn't give the Bengals a chance to come right. back in that game. The Lions <laughs> let let the what Washington come back. It's just those type type of things that are the difference, I guess, between a great team and a mediocre team right now yeah. we're seeing um i mean i wonder if it's like like they do this like sort of curl shell up thing because they feel like the more chances they take the more like it's like they so can get conservative because they're worried they'll make crucial mistakes and and try to play like hands-off football that doesn't you know it's not as aggressive but you won't give up bigger plays but then they end up giving bigger plays i don't like it seems like they're scared to keep the pedal to the metal for a full four quarters yeah and we've seen this from our offense though in the in the early like late third quarter mid the Lions did have one nice offensive drive here in the second half where they came out and scored a touchdown right away at the at, uh yeah um but then i'm not i'm not sure <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're never sure what's going on right in that in between period yeah um yeah, that's weird. But let's let's talk about somebody that really stood out today. the The fans have been begging for it, um, and it finally happened. Where DeAndre Swift gets, and not mm-hmm. uh, the lion's share of the carries uh, in this yeah. game. Sixteen carries to Peterson's four. DeAndre Swift averaging five yards a carry, five point one yards a carry, eighty one yards, and even more impressively, probably it was it been his uh, passing game. Five targets, five catches, sixty eight yards, and a touchdown. Number one ranked running oh, yeah. back this uh, week uh, per PFF, and second ranked uh, receiver. That gave me hope NFL for the Lions well. coaching set that they finally saw the light. I don't know why it took them so long, but uh, <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> Does that give I'm you hope? They, or not? Yeah, right. <laughs> they finally figured that part out. <sighs> I mean, I think my favorite part of the stat line was Adrian Peterson four. only had like six carries. Four for, t- <laughs> four for 21. Hey, and, and Peterson's oh, average has gone up now. But, Less carries, more yards per yeah. carry. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is the Redskins' defense, but, I mean, that's a tough D-line, so. But, I mean, this is what we've been wanting to see from – this is what we knew we had potentially in Swift, so it's great to finally let him kind of take some of the the, hackles off. Did you get the feeling he was enjoying carrying the load more? I mean, I just – it just seemed like he he was just into it. Oh, yeah. And it was fun fun to watch. Yeah, he got in the zone. Early in the game, he leaps over the safety, (laughs) like, at full speed. Oh, that was was so cool. So cool. Uh, I mean, he's just so exciting to watch. Uh, And we we look forward to seeing him out there more. Um, Heck, yeah. Like, that one that that, – the touchdown when he, like, managed to, like, like stick – go glide over the guy. Like, it was so weird. Like, 
and his whole right leg slid over the guy's back as he like dove like and he managed to keep his balance so it was like a wild athletic move it looks so seamless this guy i mean he's so, he's got some special talents oh yeah abs- absolutely um do we i would i would think the lions continue this trend of get, hit, feeding him the ball right but he this is a young oh, guy yeah. no going back not now. a lot of mileage Maybe this is the second half of the season. Patricia finally, I don't know. I, I don't know why not the first half, but he's got his weird views on quarters, like first quarter, <laughs> yeah, second right. quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter of the season. <laughs> right. Um. So maybe this is all part of that plan. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe most importantly is we'll have Stafford down the stretch. I mean, assuming he stays healthy, that – you know, we might have turned a corner last year in the second half, but we never really got a chance. On that, too, like Stafford. Stafford actually looked pretty sharp in this game. So, and I, I, I said one or I was, two passes here or there uh, were off. But he had a banged up thumb, I guess, for a while. And, mm-hmm. But he looked good. I, I mean, if you look – I went back and like, rewatched the condensed version of the game again today, and, um, you know, the only St- Stafford throw I re- he really missed was that one to Jesse James. Um, it was like yeah. a 10-yard yeah. out. Um, but other than that, he was he looked great in this game. I I thought this was his best performance of the year, considering this is the number one pass defense in the NFL. Uh, twenty four thirty three, two hundred seventy six yards, three touchdowns, not a single pick. Um, his highest quarterback rating of the year, highest QBR. Uh, he he looked really good, and and that like, and he made up with the he helped Cephas out. Cephas dropped that pass uh, on first down where it would have been a twenty yard gain. And then he comes back on third down and throw audibles to a Marvin Jones uh, touchdown in the corner of the end zone on third and long. What that, that was, was a perfect great. pass and a perfect call by Stafford awesome. right there. I'm um, recognizing Mar- Marvin Hall. We got our Marvin Hall forty yard plus pass yeah. of the week, a fifty five yard touchdown. Uh, that was awesome. against the best corner, one of their best cornerback, Kendall Fuller. Uh, just completely crossed him up, fell down. Wide open, yeah. beautiful thing. It, good things happen when you throw the ball deep, <laughs> gentlemen. What do you know? I, I I love including him more, man. That speed, like he he's a legit vertical threat every time. It's great. Let's keep feeding him. Oh yeah, make him our uh, what's his name, Cream Hunt or whatever. Uh, Terry Kill, you're thinking about? Yeah, your guy. Terry Kill, that's the guy. I don't know if he's Take him around that level, level, but I do like I do like no, him. No, not quite. Same, not quite. <laughs> similar effect. It makes me wonder why he wasn't out there more, even when we had Galladay taking, you know, really spreading out, putting more pressure on the safeties more often. Yeah. Um, just, it's a good trend. No, it is a good trend. Other than not having Galladay. But a, an important factor in getting deep passing is having the time to develop the deep routes. And to come True. with that is what I want to mm-hmm. highlight is the performance of the offensive line in this, which I thought was really good considering this defensive line yes. right here. What did I call? I called this. O-line was going to have a resurgence after that embarrassment last <laughs> week. Um, and they did. They played really good. Yeah, Big, most of big the time. V was out. Joe Dahl is still nursing a back injury. So Ode Abushi got to call at right guard in this one and actually was their highest graded offensive well, lineman. Wow. <laughs> As much as we get on him, uh, he actually yeah. had brought one of his best games as a pro. Um, Tyler Crosby still out there, right tackle. Jonah Jackson at left guard. Actually, Jonah Jackson grayed out the worst. Uh, but they, overall, the Lions only allowed one sack and had 100 yards uh, plus rushing. So a really good performance. Yeah. Wasn't the sack like a corner blitz too? 
or something like that. Uh yeah. I think it was. It was. Yeah, it was. It wasn't by a defensive lineman. Cameron Curl was the the guy who got the sack. So, uh, but a really good performance by the offensive line, considering the defensive line they're going up at least in the past game. Uh, it, so that so that was really encouraging. It allowed Stafford the time to make those big plays. Uh, it doesn't happen if your offensive line right. is not holding the, hey, the, the sack. Is down. that the one where his helmet came off? Is that the sack, or did that not count um, because there's a penalty on it? No, it did not oh, okay. count because of the penalty. So I guess two sacks allowed yeah. technically, but that one didn't. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. His, about they, that. his helmet flew yeah. off on that one. He, he looked pissed off. It, it was, was funny, funny though. It was funny. I I found it funny. <laughs> and that, and Stafford had this performance, mind you, with like a slightly possible injured throwing hand. Uh, so that I think that was what made him have such a good performance. Yeah, maybe. I think the once he got injured, kind of. Focused him in, honed him in. Maybe there. he just needs some tape on his right hand. Maybe that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just need to bruise his hand every game. Just no, he did have a good yeah. game. Was a good one. He did. Um, Marvin Jones definitely stepped up, staying on the offensive side of the ball. Eight catches, ninety-six yards, and a touchdown. So that's two games in a row where Marvin Jones has uh, played really well in the absence of Kenny Galladay. Uh, so that that was really that's a really encouraging signing. It you know the big catch set up the field goal there at the end. A uh, bunch of a bunch of big catches though, averaging twelve yards a catch in I this think game. Marvin Jones seems to thrive without when he's leaned on more. Like you got him because you have to generally force him the ball. So like when he's the choice, he you know he usually doesn't make you pay for throwing to him. He makes the defense pay for you trying to force it in there. And I mean, so that's one nice thing because like. Without Galladay, at least you got that one guy who generally, if you throw it near him, he's going to catch it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, but, <laughs> again, another good offensive performance, I'd say, minus the the fact that they stall, again, in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter period. But they, they – Yeah, what the hell is that But about? even with all that, you still had – you still had faith that they would at least uh, – do something with those last 16 seconds. What a weird offense oh, we have. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Lions should just pretend they have 16 seconds left and they're like a minute or less left in the game yeah, just... every time. <laughs> Hurry up all the time. That's <laughs> high tempo. Stafford thrives at it. Let's switch to the other side of the ball now. Uh, let's talk about this defense. Um, looked really good through two and a half quarters, as we mentioned, up 24 to three. Yeah. Um, they, I specifically want to talk about two or two. I would say two most important players in our defense right now: Romeo yeah. Quara, and now I would say Everson Griffin. Yeah, Everson Griffin played a really good game. I, yeah, I mean hey. he he had that big. He caught out. He sniffed out the reverse Dude, on Collins second and two from the fifteen, and then uh, Romeo Quara got the big sack and knocked him. They had second and two from the fifteen yard line and <laughs> knocked him out of field goal range two plays later, yeah. early in the game. So that was, that was awesome. A, that was a big turn of events early in the game. Aquara just continues to be the most improved player Stunned. by a, a wide margin this year. I I feel personally. Oh my goodness! It's it kind of crazy. Uh, how how he's turned out to be. He's not a he's not a flashy guy. He's just I think he's just one of those guys that has a high motor and just uh, continuously. I, mean, I consider I can I consider him a bubble guy after last season. You know, making the roster, and now he's turned out to be one of our best yeah. defensive players. I mean, he's got the skill set to be a bit flashy at times. I mean, we've 
kind of like he was like a really similar player to Kennard with like similar upside, just a little bigger, I think, than Kennard. But like he had like that ability to flash by a, D- or a, a tackle from time to time, which that's – I mean, he's the kind of guy that needed to – like he was at the bottom of like he could potentially be elite, but if he just maxed out his potential, like – and that's what we're seeing him do. He's pushing himself to his max and doing great. Definitely. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about the Lions offense kind of going three and outs there in the second half. Well, <laughs> I'm just going over the snap counts right now. Um, so the Lions offense had 56 plays. The Lions defense was on the field for 88 <laughs> plays. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. 32 more plays than the Lions offense. And Insane. so Deron Harmon, Trufant, and Collins played 100% of those snaps. They must be dead this morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, Jerry on curse played 80 of those 88 snaps um, at safety, which means Tracy Walker was a uh, big demotion for him in this game. Only f- played 41%. The Lions are in dying package a lot, and he must not be a factor in that. Uh, Tracy Walker again looked like he almost got beat by a running back in this game. Uh, a troubling sign for what we thought was one of our oh, better lucky. players. I'm not sure what's going on with him. You can't be getting beat routinely by running backs down the sideline. I mean, they said he might be a little banged up, but that's not really an excuse. He's not looking good. I hope so. Um, so Okuda actually was our least played cornerback this week. What do you guys think about that? Is this a, is that a sign to the Lions? Now there's a, so Trufant played all 88 snaps, 100. percent Coleman wow. played 80, uh, but Awari took more uh, away. I would say from him, he played 61 percent of the snaps. Okuda only 39 percent. So does it well, seem like the Lions uh, coaching staff doesn't have faith in Okuda now that everybody's healthy and you're just gonna rotate him? Wasn't he a little banged up last week or something like that Who? too? I mean, Okuda wasn't he banged up? Um. Not, not, nothing uh, significant. Anyway, anyway, but yeah, I think bringing – Trufant keeps coming back and playing well. There's no reason you shouldn't be rotating those guys. Akuda, you know, Akuda's still going through his uh, learning curve here, so there's no reason to have to leave him out there the whole game when you got a veteran, proven veteran on the, you know, on the roster. Keep getting him reps, keep playing him, but he doesn't – I don't think he needs to be the 88 snaps a game guy. Just yeah, to... well, I mean, Awari was actually our highest-graded defender in this game, so he he definitely stepped up. Yes. Uh, and so with game. him playing well and uh, Trufant out there, it does limit Akuda's role. Exactly. And I would imagine the Lions want Akuda out there maybe for the early downs because he's been really good in run defense. Yeah, excellent, yeah. Oh, his run defense is serious. <laughs> so I, I think that's where we see him out there more, and then when it comes to second and third and long uh, is where we might see him rotated out going forward, as long as everybody's healthy. Uh, if not, he'll be continued. He, he's the kind of guy. The, the All-down all roll. Yeah. He's the kind of guy I could see them using almost like a safety at times, like just an extra guy like in the box – like on the edge out there or something because he's such a fierce tackler and he's so athletic that I could see them, especially as he learns the defense more, getting more creative with how they use him and blitzes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a warrior needs a little more of that tackling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A- another notable person I thought uh, getting a lot of uh, snaps com- considering the last two years he's been injured so much is uh, Austin Bryant. Yeah. He played half. Half the snaps in this game, and he agreed yeah. up pretty highly wow. in the run. Uh, not not too much in terms of p- 
pass rush uh, he did in this game, but he was pretty decent against the run. Again, again, the Lions only allowed um, 89 yards rushing in this game, and one of those was a 27-yard run by a wide receiver on a reverse or a jet sweep. So uh, the the run defense was back at least considering the, their performance against the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely right. a huge step up. I'm not saying they they did like a superior job, but it's definitely a a large improvement. That was a pride check after last yeah. week. <laughs> like, one pride check. A one pride check. A one pride check, yes. <laughs> um, it, it'll be interesting to see if the Lions continues uh, Jerry on curse, though, a lot more over Tracy Walker. Because uh, the Lions are throwing Jerry on curse like, up on the line a lot, too, and blitzing yeah. him off the mm-hmm. edge a lot. They they see him as like, it, it seems like they see him as like a jack-of-all-trades type guy on the field. Really interesting. <laughs> Almost like what we could have used. Uh, what's his face? Isaiah Simmons as. Hey, Z, how, how did Curse yeah. uh, grade out in that game? Because well, as I was watching it, it, it did look like he had a decent game. Uh, he seemed to be around the ball a lot, making things happen. I just curious how he graded out. Um, he graded okay. He, he was like uh, he was our ninth best uh, graded defender, or I'm sorry, eighth, eighth. Uh, I I take out guys that only played like three snaps, like right. Will Harris. Again, yay! Will Harris only playing three snaps. Tavai only got eleven snaps. Somehow still on the roster. Uh, D- Jared Davis did not play this week. Uh, should be noted. Uh, no trade. Yeah, we'll see him back. Yeah, trade. I mean, trade flowers won't be back until uh, Thanksgiving. Hopefully, the Thanksgiving game. I know. I can't wait to see him. A healthy trade flowers. Healthy with uh, Quara and Everson Griffin. Really. Yes. Going in, that'd be great. See, I, I I would love to see them all all three out there on a a, a, a yeah. passing down, pass downs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. They're definitely interchangeable in that type of scenario. Danny Sheldon had his worst uh, game of the season by far, so I'm not sure uh, what happened there. That's a, that's I'm surprising just, considering the stat. I need line. to get I need to go look back at his uh you know the film, but he, he graded out as the second worst defensive tackle in the league this week, especially in run defense. So I'm not sure what, what what happened there. That doesn't even really follow. Like, that's like our offensive line was the worst at blocking the run this week, but ran for 100 yards. Like, it doesn't. Or, I don't know. That doesn't really. They probably like got a couple bad fits, and they just like their weird scoring system went against yeah. them. And Jamie Jamie Collins graded well in the run, uh, but in the pass, not so much. Uh, going against J.D. McKissick, yeah. who they threw to. JD JD no. McKissick was targeted fifteen times in this game, caught it seven times. Um, uh, we talked about that in our preview that he was going to be their main uh, go-to guy, especially with the way Alex Smith operates. He he's a very conservative quarterback, always has been. Checks it down a lot, but uh, Jamie Collins. I don't know why why does he keep getting thrust in these like coverage roles against running backs. I've never been. This happened last yeah. week at Delvin Cook too, where just very odd. I think they want him to do it to be able to do it because he's so athletic, but it just seems to not be the really a good matchup for him. Why not go the other way and get a safety cover and I'm like curse or something? Yeah, and hell, put Akuda on. And the and the Lions <laughs> in the upcoming week against the Panthers are going against uh, another team that like to throw to their running backs. Uh, Christian McCaffrey will be out uh, for that game, Darn. so that's that might be a huge break of the Lions catch. Uh, but Mike Davis is their backup running back, and he's been. Um, a pretty uh, serviceable running back for them as a dual threat, both running and catching. So this won't go away. Any 
any running backs probably gets pretty excited. <laughs> any pass catching running backs probably pretty excited to face this team right now. Fair enough. The way we've been going. Fair enough. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, Lions defense did give up 390 yards passing to uh, Alex Smith starting his first game in three years, I think. Yeah. <laughs> So not not a I wouldn't call this a great defensive performance, especially in the second half. You know this this defense is obviously not great, but I still feel like we're seeing marked improvement in certain areas. Like we're getting three and outs, we're getting big plays, we're getting sacks, getting fumbles. Like we're starting to see like the edge on this defense. They're hard, they're far from airtight and perfect, but like. They're working in the right direction to, like, once they get the fundamentals of, of everything down, they got, like, the edge to back it up now. And then they'll actually see more of those plays turn into, you know, turnovers and, and stops. I, I feel confident. In yeah, the I agree with you, Red Dog. Uh, it seems like uh, we're getting a much better pass rush over the last few games than we've seen previously. I mean, That's we're, we're getting pressure on the court. How many times he's like, oh, he's going to sack him, and then he gets the ball. I mean, they're right there. I mean, <laughs> I they are putting pressure on the quarterbacks and hitting them, too. I mean, uh, they hit Smith a few times pretty good, even though he got the ball out. But, uh, yeah, uh, I just love the pressure they're putting on. They're you getting more creative in the blitz packages and stuff like that. And uh, Yeah, uh, Red Dog's right, though. They're not, they're not consistent, unfortunately. We go through these weird swoons, but uh, – I think overall we are getting better, though, for sure. I would uh, generally uh, agree, I think. Uh, there's there's still those same issues, especially in the second half, that are really concerning. Yeah. Uh, they, they seem to have, again, I don't know what this coaching staff and adjustments, uh, but second half adjustments have been obviously the biggest non-existent the, the biggest the biggest issue under this coaching I, I was trying to look up I, I couldn't find it maybe I'll find it by next episode the point differential by quarter but I would imagine the Lions in the first and second quarter their point differential might be one of the best in the NFL uh, in the last couple of years right but then their fourth quarter has easily got to be the worst in the NFL over the last three years it's got to be <laughs> They, they continuously, there's too many blown big leads, too many, uh, you know, three and outs, and not no scores from our offense in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, Atlanta might have um, something to say about that, but <laughs> I was gonna say they're trying to copy us. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's. I think second half adjustments is probably. Honestly, maybe the single biggest thing this coaching staff needs, if they could fix might change the total direction of this franchise. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems if they were able to get that right in the second half, I mean, yeah, some of these games are, you know, like we've just not been in it, but most of these games were in it. And sometimes we're only in it because we messed up and let the other team stay in it. Like, so I think we fixed that. That gets a lot more dubs coming. Yeah, and that true font pass interference call was horrible, ridiculous. Horrible <laughs> that was one of the worst. No, another phantom pass interference call uh, to mark down the Lions' history. But th this will not. Really? This one will be less notable because we actually won the game. But if we lost, thank God. If we lost, it would have definitely <laughs> um, been talked about a lot more for sure. Yeah. Um. I. How much do you guys think like Swift? How much positive? How positive about the future does Swift make you guys feel? Like going this year, I mean, 
Do you think he could be like the thing that unlocks this yeah, offense well, as we use him right Yeah, now? I do. I mean, truly, against better teams even. Yes. Um, it's just hard for me to pin all my hopes on a, a running back for the – I don't know. it. Maybe maybe for our second half performance offensively is just better. It's just so wildly up and down our offense. If if I just felt yeah. there was more consistency to our offense, I'd have a lot more positive outlook. But I I don't want to say Swift alone gives me the positive outlook I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. The old line does have a lot of work to but do. But I just want to I just want to tell yeah. you all you creative people out there with, who make the memes, uh, keep it up. Uh, Lions are a great <laughs> team for memes, and there was a great one out. Uh, that someone posted on our thread today. I, it just cracked me up. I laughed. I laughed. Yeah, a, a banner raised up on the ceiling of Ford Field. <laughs> and it says, uh, won a home game for the first time in over a year. Like, we put it, you know, well, of course, you know, sorry, the banner. Yeah. So anyway, I don't have to explain it yeah, to like you, but anyway, game. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the best is those the playoff banners that they put up. The, uh, the playoff that was appearance. a bear. <laughs> oh, I know. A playoff appearance banner? So embarrassing. Are you kidding me? Only <laughs> 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 in wins. Oh, my so there God. should be like a little museum for our 1992 playoff victory because it's the only one. It's the only yeah. one of the Super Bowl era. Like, what, do they, what do they call people, these like girls, like thirsty could you be more – is there a more thirsty move than to <laughs> put the banner for playoff appearance yeah. up there? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this team needs a win. So oh, bad. my goodness. Um, so, before we go, I just want to go over the uh, current playoff standings. You know, the Lions are still in this thing, believe it or not, uh, despite our up-and-down performance. And this win definitely helps, especially a conference win. The Lions are 3-4 and four now against NFC opponents. Uh, we sit in ninth currently. So two spots behind uh, the last wild card spot, which is seventh. So the Seattle Seahawks went from first in the NFC to seventh now wow. in the NFC in a matter of one weekend. Uh, so Jeez. so Green Bay sits at seven and two on top. New Orleans Saints seven and two. Green Bay just escaped by the skin of their teeth against the Jaguars. By the way, that would have been a very interesting for the NFC North if they somehow lost that game. The Cardinals with a mir- did you guys watch the Hail Mary against DeAndre Hopkins or, or DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, I didn't. Oh, I saw. Tyler Murray rolling to his left, out of bounds, chucks it up, and DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin-esque in terms of catching it between three receivers. I think I told you, Red Dog, if it was Calvin Johnson, though, he would have been a foot higher off the ground. Yeah. Where De- right. like DeAndre Hopkins has his hands there, but like there's three other hands like in the same vicinity. Calvin Johnson would have been like a foot higher. Yeah. We saw it against the Cowboys. Um, but really cool like play. Shining tower over. What there. a what a play! What a play! Uh, yeah, it was impressive. Uh, you gotta love that. Uh, the Eagles are fourth right now at three, five, and one because they're they're leading their division, so they're wow. the fourth seed by wow. default. <laughs> the, <laughs> so what? What? Where are we aiming at? What's Hold our, on. What Hold on. So the wild card teams are Tampa Bay at seven and three, Rams at six and three, and Seahawks at six and three. And then the Bears sit one spot ahead of the Lions at five and four. So the Seahawks are seventh at six and three. So the Lions are two games back right now. Um, there's a lot of time. So they're still, yeah. They're, when you consider that these teams have to play each other in divisional games, still that there's there's losses to be had ahead of us. But it looks like ten wins will most likely need to be get to the playoffs. Which is 
kind of crazy considering how many teams they're adding this year, like that you still might need 10 whole wins, even though some years people slip in with like eight or nine. Like that's a competitive. Sounds like a lopsided season, honestly. A lot of good teams and a lot of bad teams. There is a lot of bad teams, that's for sure. Um, as I look at yeah. it right now, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight teams with two wins or less right now in the NFL. Wow. So 25% of the wow. teams in the NFL have two wins or less. And if I throw in three wins or less, then it gets like 13. So it's a very top-heavy league right now. Lions are one of the few that are stuck oh, in the yeah. middle. <laughs> <laughs> We, if we sweep the rest of our division games, well, that'll probably help. Oh, of course, that'd be huge. So we only, <laughs> so for ten we'll do wins, a good chunk of the damage necessary. That's it. That's simple. Doable. And again, the the Lions, uh, the Lions schedule. So they have Doable. two, you know, favorable matchups: uh, the Panthers, three and seven; the Texans. Only two wins on the year. Then they're at Chicago. Uh, we know the Bears are beatable. And then it goes Packers, Titans, Buccaneers, Vikings to end the season. <laughs> so. Ooh, baby, a gauntlet. Let's see if the Lions can at least get like the win it. next weekend to see if we have a competitive Thanksgiving game, like one of meaning. Uh, it's always nice to have yeah. a meaningful Thanksgiving game. Yeah. Um, and then let's see what you know what we can do in December. Who knows? <laughs> but they're not out of it Ooh, yet. Baby. They're not out of it yet. Yeah, the mandate's still there, right? They have to play meaningful games in December, make the playoffs. That's the head of uh, the word from above. Absolutely. So I think uh, that's going to wrap up the episode, gentlemen. The Lions again moved to four and five with a thirty to twenty-seven victory over the Washington Football Team. Um, we'll be back later this week to preview the Lions game as they travel to Carolina to face the Panthers. Uh, so we'll have more to talk about that. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Please subscribe and please leave a review on Apple. Really appreciate it. So for QJ, Rudd Dog, I'm Big Z. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, Yo, as go. always, go! Go! go. Field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go. Go. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.